Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Danny Klinkscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Insightful and witty commentary, probing interviews, and detours from the beaten path. Every once in a while, we have to bring out the big dog. Yeah. Oh, God help us. It's time for Danny Unleashed. Oh. <laughs> Sponsored by Eastern Roofing, where integrity matters. Go to easternroofing.com for more. You're in the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hour number two of the program, barreling through four hours of Sports Talk Radio in three and a half because we've got KU tonight. Ooh. Kansas versus the Jaspers of Manhattan. You know, a pretty decent program through the years. Yeah. That's where Fran Frischilla came from, yeah, right? Yeah. Hatched us some Fran Frischilla. Yep. Danny Klinkskill is with us. Uh, you know, he's brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. Uh, I think, I hope by now, you've heard of our buddy Joe Spiker and the great work they do at Easton Roofing. Did you know that they also, as a locally owned and operated Kansas City company, they give back to our community regularly? Joe doesn't brag about this, but I will brag about it, whether it's roofing homes for uh, people that are uh able to uh, to get it done uh, in a lot of different ways. Uh, he has now partnered up with Big Brothers and Big Sisters, a charity that I know is near and dear to his heart, and he's always done a lot of things with. But right now, a portion of every job that Easton Roofing does goes to Big Brothers Big Sisters. That's that, pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I, I actually, back in the day, did a couple of years of coaching at the Boys and Girls Club of upstate New York. So I have a soft spot in my heart for the Boys yeah, and Girls Club. Absolutely. Uh, they uh, they are a great, great organization, and so is Easton Roofing. Uh, not only do they give back to the community, they're the best in the business when it comes to roofing. In fact, the most exclusive roofing uh, contractors, uh, manufacturers, I should say, in the uh, country, uh, there's only certain companies they will work with. I'm talking about when it comes to your commercial roofing, companies like uh, Elevate, Geico, Carlisle, JM. They only supply the very best roofing companies because they're only going to have their product put on the right way. They supply Easton Roofing. That's why Easton Roofing can write warranties on commercial flat roofs up to 30 years. Only a handful of companies across the entire country can say this. Easton Roofing is that company. Uh, find them online at eastonroofing.com or call Joe and his great team at 913-257-5426. Uh, estimates, they're always free. No payment is collected until you're 100% satisfied. Go to eastonroofing.com today. A little Danny Unleashed. You know, I'm ga- gazing up at the TV, you would have figured that once that debacle of an NFL football game was over last night, they might have burned the game tape. But no, no but no, it's being foisted upon the uh, America right at this moment. NFL Network says, "Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. If you if we, you miss this barn burner, we dare you to watch this again. Come on back, <laughs> get you some more. Um, oh, we'll play it again. You you say we won't, we will." Yeah, immediately. Just to show you, we can. Uh, I'm wearing my uh, I'm, this is my current top favorite hoodie 
by mm-hmm. Sporting Kansas City it's a hoodie. Nice one. A one. Uh, thank you. I like it. It's 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 very nice, very cozy, very warm. Um, I want to uh, start with this because I don't want to forget because sometimes okay. we'll forget. Sporting Kansas City's uh, win over St. Louis. What what's your takeaway from it? Well, I think it, two wins, but I, I mean winning I think, the series. I think it doesn't complete, but it makes a successful season out of one that looked like a disaster. Yeah. Now, can they continue to do more? Yes, they can. They're playing well enough to do so. I was out there at the match on Sunday. Oh, why didn't you tell me I was there? Well, I was working. I was in the press box. I don't care. Sat next to Todd Lebo. Well, that's a that's a then now I care. Thanks for not calling. <laughs> I don't want to be around that. So, uh, you know, it's it's a remarkable turnaround. I think it allows Peter Vermees to you know, feel pretty good about the fact that he was bullish about the fact that it was a good team that he had, and there were just cons- things conspiring to keep it from coming together. But Alan Polito and Gotti Kinda not playing to start the year was a right. big part of it. It was a very big part of it, and of course they're going to have to that a little time. bit now, and they got more adversity the other day. But Lucas and Dembe yeah, uh, being out with the done, ACL, and he had obviously scored a big goal in each of the two games. So I think that. Well, it's it's cool for sporting on a variety of fronts. First of all, the the first game they played in the new rivalry against St. Louis was a debacle, and they were destroyed in that game by St. Louis SC, and they handily take them out of the. You know, it was an entertaining game Sunday, but uh, it was sporting was the better team after St. Louis got off to a. They're on the front foot for about twenty minutes, but yeah. sporting survived that, and then uh, so it was. Uh, you know, they, they, the, the season is now a success. You're in the Western Conference Finals, and you know, with every chance to go on the road and win, they, they've beaten each of the teams that they potentially would play. That's decided, what, tomorrow, I think? Uh, Houston and RSL, I, yeah. I think it's tomorrow. Okay. Um, anyway, it's this weekend. And so they've, they've you know, done had success already this year against both of those teams. I think Houston's the more fun team to watch. Uh, Houston's the one that scares me more. I, I would agree. Peter with that Ramiz too. doesn't like cold though, so he'd rather go to Houston. Right. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's amazingly frank. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe he answered the question. Well, can you imagine asking Andy Reid, like, hey, which one of the teams do you want to want to face? Like the ring around the rosy we would get from Andy <laughs> Reid if I asked him that question. Peter Ramiz, like, I don't like the cold. It's pretty cold in right. Salt Lake now, so I'll take Houston. And also, <laughs> and also, Not it's worried a, about bulletin yeah. board crap nah, down nah. in Texas. Or but it's a good like way that. to say something without, you, you know. know. You, you, it's still more than we would get oh, from most for sure, oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> no but also, from the standpoint of, you know, potentially there could be an, an extra factor in the game, which you're not going to have in Houston in all likelihood unless it, you know, rains so hard that the – pitch is a mess or something but right. i mean it could snow there i mean in salt lake city and uh, you know create maybe in a, you know you could get the kind of game we got for the mls championship game in 2013 so i think when, when is the championship game scheduled for december I thought it was the google that seventh we look at how look it up here do you know i was, uh, was talking to peter before we brought him on the other day and he's like uh i said well, you finding anything to do when you get all this downtime? Like, I know you get the rest, and he's like, he's like, yeah, it's actually remarkably busy. He said, you know, training camp opens in nine weeks. <laughs> I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we go down January 10th. 
December 9th is the cup final. They get one month, and they're back at it. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't think that's one thing that people who don't follow the sport realize about is how much soccer these guys play. I mean, and even more when you're a, a, like a top-flight team in Europe now, for certain leagues, it's not a big deal. I mean, Bayern Munich is always going to be at the top of Bundesliga, and you know Real Madrid and Barcelona cakewalk through parts of their season, and Paris Saint-Germain wins every year in mm-hmm. France. But for a Premier League team, these guys will be playing in Champions League and you know Europa League and League Cup and FA Cup, and I mean it's ridiculous. Some guys, frontline players, now all the players obviously don't play all those games. Sometimes they use other squads, but some frontline players are playing 60, 70 high-level games a year. I mean that's that's a lot of soccer. So yeah, it's a, you know you play a lot. Uh, how far do you think they go? You know I'm going to say that you know if I was going to bet. But the monumental savings I have, then I would have to say they this is it, and they lose the next game. But I think it's uh, Houston. I think I would make more of like a sixty-five percent favorite. Uh, I think Real Salt Lake. I'd I make, think RSL I, is a coin flip. I think RSL would make more like a fifty-five percent. Okay, but so I obviously so what, would rather what, play what RSL. What do you put into the fact that they have been the best team since May? Oh, I put a lot of credit into it. But they haven't played great on the road until the last couple games. They've gotten some real good results. But prior to that, they hadn't had very good results uh, on the road this year. And so at least we have a little trend line recently. They won a couple big ones of late. But that's why I guess I would lean toward the fact that this was a great accomplishment. They went on the road recently and won in St. Louis, and that was a they just killed them. And so I, there, there's definitely a chance there, but if I was going to pick – the next game, then I'm going to say that the home team's going to win. Now you can leave. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to you, Danny. I want him to advance. Is this is the MLS Cup? That's in a set place, isn't it? No, it's it's the higher seed, right? I think still is the way it works, uh, which they can't be. They're the lowest seed. No, they, they're on the road the rest of the way. I thought I thought the next two. Well, I thought the MLS Cup somehow was in a was in a set spot. It was way back in the day, but I don't think so. I don't think it's anyway. Of course, Sporting hadn't gotten there for a long time, uh, you know, and since 13 when they won it, so right. I don't know. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you noticed, uh, Danny, but they changed the playoff format every freaking year. <laughs> they do, and this one's... Uh, and I got somebody complaining. I, I, I got a buddy here. MLS has almost completely devalued the regular season with this new playoff structure. Uh, I would not go No, I that. wouldn't go that far either. I mean, the, the, the higher seed gets home advantage in a best-of-three series. And also, they get one-off games at the higher seeds place. So I wouldn't say that that's nothing. No, I wouldn't. Soccer is a home team sport. Highest-ranked finalist in the overall Supporters' Shield table will host the match. Oh, Supporters' Shield table. Okay. That's just the table. Right, right. right. It's just the regular season table. Yep. Um, Yeah. No, I think... um, but they have an exciting team, and I think after three weeks, they, they you know even though they've had guys back and playing, I mean they scratched Johnny Russell in one of the two games in the playoffs, for instance, and uh, so three weeks, but and he was well enough to play in the last game, but still compromised, obviously. Well, I think when you're going and yeah, you're not playing 
Russell, Tommy sitting out, you know, one right. of your de- – those are both – Russell, I don't think any anymore is a designated player. They bought him down with those different trades right. and cash and different things. But but they're basically both – both those guys are designated players, and they mm-hmm. play without him and win. Mm-hmm. That speaks to the depth and the team building that Peter Vermees has done. And, you know, they, they – I know got- Vermees is – are you amazed? I've got a buddy who just thinks – Peter Vermees blows. He just cannot stand Peter Vermees. He wants him gone. I think, and, that, I think that's... And, but he's not the only one. I don't understand it. I mean, who doesn't want their coach to be frank and funny and honest and driven? Yeah. I, you know, I I did a Kansas one of my Kansas City profiles we have on Friday. I did one that was... DannyClinkscale.com, by the way. It's about three years ago now. Two and a half years, maybe three. And... It was so long, we did two of them. And so combined, it was like two and a half hours mm-hmm. of, of profile. And it's just, he's a fascinating man. I mean, and he's a driven competitor, and they've had success, and he'll speak what's on his mind. I don't know why you I think it's just familiarity breeds contempt or something. Soccer is a world where coaches don't last a long time at all. I mean, they change coaches like underwear in the Premier League, for instance. Yeah. Uh, so and maybe it does that, nothing. Maybe. By the way, as Chelsea fans, we can we can confirm it does nothing. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea's one of the prime offenders, prime offenders. And uh, but uh, when continuity, you know, sometimes when you stay the course, I'm an Arsenal fan. They they, they almost oh, that's right, you're an Arsenal. And they fan almost can their coach. Uh, you know, the guy who's there now, and they've returned to being a very fine team. And they almost got rid of him after about nine months on the job, but they stuck with him, and it paid off. So. Uh, maybe that's part of it. Maybe because the culture of soccer is that if you you lose a few games, uh, they you get fired. Then maybe that's part of it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm a, for people like us, he's great to talk to. I think the players are clearly which we bring. That we up have that because... fantastic. He has that fantastic balance of you know fear factor and you know disciplinarian, but the players also. Respect him. Uh, I think after you, I think there are times they probably can't stand him. But you know, although I, he, when I asked him that question when we did the big long interview, he, I said, I get the idea that maybe at times you're a little difficult. He goes, No, no, I'm the easiest guy to play for in the world. You do what you're supposed to do. I'm going to leave you alone. Uh, you know, so it's like this basic one line answer. <laughs> no, I'm not hard to play for. If I'm hard to play for, that's your fault. If you do it the way I want you to, I'm not hard to play for. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, exactly. no, I don't get it either. I don't get it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll talk about the college football coming up this weekend. That's next. Danny Unleashed. Danny Klinkscale is brought to you by the best roofing company in Kansas City. That's Easton Roofing. Joe Spiker and his team, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Easton Roofing doesn't give you a one-size-fits-all bid for your roof. Easton Roofing uh, will work with you uh, on what your building's future is. Listen, if you uh, uh, I, I tell the story somebody came in, they're like, oh, your bid's way too high. I was like, well, what, really? Well, let me, if you don't mind, can I look? Uh, they like, yeah, uh, you're putting a standard roof on here on this bid. What's the problem? Uh, well, you're a car wash and there's nothing but humidity and water underneath. This roof will be trash in like two years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get the experts. Get Easton Roofing. I'll go right now. Uh, no payment collected until you're 100% satisfied. They're online at EastonRoofing.com. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. 
Hey, Kansas City, Joe Spiker, Easton Roofing here. Did you know that roofing debris is the number two contributor to landfills in America? At Easton Roofing, we recycle our roofing debris whenever possible, and we use sustainable products from responsible companies. I was raised with the phrase, waste not, want not, and the best way to reduce waste is to not tear off a roof that can be repaired. Call Easton Roofing when you have a concern about your roof. If all it needs is a repair, we'll give you a proposal for a repair on the spot. Conserve resources and your money with Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. All right, the Joe's Kansas City Barbecue Burnt end of the I, I, hour I answer. I like Joe's. I think Joe's might be. I think I got uh, mm-hmm. the girls and me for dinner. I think we may be going to Joe's. I don't know. Well, I don't know, but uh, that, that, I've had the that burn-ins for in a while. Well, usually it's a Rocky Pig or something, but I haven't had the burn-ins for a while. That may be, uh, that may be tomorrow. May have to, uh, One of our esteemed guests during the drill next hour is going to be getting some, some Joe's. That's right. Well send it anywhere in the country, joeskc.com. Gets there in about a couple of days. Uh, friends, family, clients, I'm going to tell you, if you're in outside sales and you're not sending Joe's Kansas City barbecue, <laughs> you're a loser. Uh, I guarantee you your competition will. joeskc.com. Send the best gift you can. Go to joeskc.com. And, of course, uh, gift cards for Joe's yeah. at the holidays are good at Joe's and the Kansas City Barbecue Store, where we're going to be, I think, next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be over thekansascitybbqstore.com. Uh, sauces, rubs, utensils, the grills. That's where I got uh, both my grills, uh, my Traeger and my Weber. That's where we got my mom's grill. It's the only place I shop. Utensils, sauces, rubs. Like I said, all the best sauces and rubs from all over the country, they're there at the Kansas City Barbecue Store at 119th and String. Anyway, you were saying, Curtis. Uh Not counting George Brett, okay. what member of the Baseball Hall of Fame played the most career games with the Royals? Oh, wow. The number is 105. That's it? He's the only... Hall of Famer to play more than 100 games for the Royals, not named George Howard Brett. Um, Harmon Killebrew. I don't think he played that much, did he? Harmon Killebrew. Oh, good job, Danny. Came over. Danny. The very end of his career, still managed to hit 14 nobody, bombs. Nobody likes to know it all, Danny. I'm just going to tell you that straight out. <laughs> that was straight out. Hit 14 bombs while playing in Kauffman Stadium, then Royal Stadium. On the way out there. Yeah. Kind what I do right now, I'm... What am I doing right now with some of my reading time? I'm actually splitting it between Killers of the Flower Moon and the Bill James Baseball Abstract, the revisited version he did in 2002. I'm rereading rereading that, so that's probably why some of those things are fresh in my mind right now. Mm-hmm. By the way, Killebrew released by the Royals on this date in 1975. By the way, November 10th, 1975. Cruel. Heartless. November 10th, 1975, also a historic date. In, I guess, uh, ship history, music history. Yeah, you recall the, what happened on this day. I do. I, I, got, ago, I got. I think I got the same text. Gitchy you're talking about. Gumi. Forty-eight years ago. Forty-eight years ago tonight. Mm-hmm. What lake never gives up her dead? Uh, I'm now I'm I'm a little lost. Oh, oh god! Oh my god! Oh my god! You know I, I I really think Gordon Lightfoot is is fantastic. I, I, he's a very talented person. That song is so bad. It, it has so bad. It has so. The song, by the way, the record the end of the is the so song we're bad. talking about. Just to let everybody else in on what it is we're talking about. Uh, and Curtis's yeah. Curtis's rendition of it is better. Yes. Why is uh, why are we celebrating it on its 48th anniversary? Well, I just noticed. Uh, I did, I'm no, I'll tell you why. Because your friend sent it to you. 
I I did see something you else this thief. morning. I saw it this morning. I, oh, I, bull. This you're right. I don't follow 7,500 different uh, little... The only thing I said when there was on Instagram and Twitter. Some water disaster. I'm thinking uh, smoke on the water. That was where, <laughs> yeah. How about this? 48 years ago today, that, that's when it happened. Right. That's more recent than the last time Curtis saw a new movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. So 48 years ago, 48 years ago, it had to be when the song was released, right? No, that's when they actually happened. That's when it happened. The wreck of the Edmund yeah. Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. The songs. I know. I was always under the impression that it happened. It happened years ago, and it was. Uh, what do you think it happened in the eighteen hundreds? No, I, I thought in, it happened. You know, in the it, it would have happened. It must have happened right up because that song's almost forty-eight years old, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Also, more recent than the last time Seren came up with a new joke about Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Well, also, also Seren would say, talking about? I call you fat ass all the time. Oh, that's, yeah, that's new. That's a re- yeah, that one's Well, he said that's not, that is that's, different. That's like the past. That's different of the than making fun of the, yeah. the film. That's like the yeah. swing pass to the running back. The fact that's, that's against less me, it's, reason it, it, than the it's movie always joke. open. Yeah. Uh, see, funny joke, funny joke. Ah, crap. Check down with that guy. When did the song come out? Can we wrap this up? I'm trying to find this out right we'll now. We'll find it. I t- and I'll wrap up our previous conversation by saying another thing about sporting. I mean, you mentioned it when you guys were out there. Their media relations department and all the things they do in that 1976. regard. 1976. Are so great. Oh, they do a great job. A fantastic job, Kurt and all the other guys, Rob. Wait, if the song came out in 76. Re- yeah, released in August of 76. Recorded in December of so, 75. So the so 49. He got, he got right 40, into the studio. 47 years ago. So like the next year, he put that thing out there. <laughs> he wow. got right. It was, it was recorded in December of 75. Sure, they were so, still looking for yes. survivors, and I, he's writing the I song. Sure, I sure <laughs> wish. <laughs> it took so long to I sure wish that it. that it, shipwreck never happened. Is it, too, is it too early to laugh at a shipwreck? I mean, I don't know. Are we, you know. Some of the worst rhymes in the history of lyrics. No, like th- this side of Steve Miller, hmm. that those are the worst, up. the worst. Um, Vintage Steve Miller. Here, here, here's a good one. When supper time came, the old cook came on deck saying, "Fellas, it's been it's too rough to feed you." At seven p.m., the main hatchway caved in. He said, "Fellas, it's been good to know you." Yeah, I guess works. <laughs> Super. <laughs> I didn't realize we were going to do a deep dive on the song today. Uh, it definitely was not in the pre-show I have meeting. about five Steve Millers, and I can't think of them anymore right now. So let's move on to college Phoenix, football. Phoenix, Arizona. Way to Tacoma. That's Cadabra. Atlanta. I want to reach out and grab you. Oh, shoot me. And then the one that's... Shoot me when that thing comes on. Right, and then the one where the... Abra, Dabra, Cadabra. I want to reach out and grab you. I know. It's like, I might shoot me. How could you... Did you really do the Joker... Is that a different? But person? then he also, you know, reaches because he did the one about the the two the runaway. Oh, hus- take uh, the money and run. Take the money and run. Yeah, there's a rhyme that involved with that that's just brutal. Also. <laughs> brutal, brutal. <laughs> but his accountant loves it. That guy was a true blues man. You know, Steve Miller yeah. made scores of blues albums that were pretty well received, etc. And then he churned out those cheese ball hits one after another and made millions. Good, was, good for him. There was a poppy one-hit wonder when I was in sixth or seventh grade, and the, the hook of oh. it begins, um, 
New Kids on the Block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was um, LFO. Summertime L- Girls. Is that what it was? Danny, yeah. I've, I've got your. I've got I know. the verse. Thank you. Billy Mack is a detective down in Texas. Texas. You know he knows is. just exactly what the fats yeah. is. <laughs> he ain't going to let those two escape justice. He makes his living off other people's taxes. <laughs> he got done with that and went. Woo! It works. I'm Steve Miller. I'm going with it. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to ride with that. The rest we of the band looked class, around so at each other and went. works. By the way, do you two hear each other? Because like when you're both talking at the same time, I always wait for one of you to be like, "Oh, I'm yeah. going to call off the jam," and neither one of you do. You just like if yeah. it was a surfing competition, you guys would just run into each other because like I'm not giving up this wave. I'm in. I'm I'm all in. True. I'm going. I'm true. I am going. <laughs> true. Speaking of college football, right, does he piss you much, off? No, because you I just keep. I don't hear him you're talking. Like, you'll, you'll you'll pull back the reins. I don't hear him talking. <laughs> Selective hearing. I just like what what is that sound? Um, all right, the colleges. Yeah, let's get to it. Before Curtis, you know, <laughs> torpedoed what we were doing. Get it? Before, torpedoed? Uh, yeah, oh, before, I, before I start, you know, doing some smoke on the, one said that, <laughs> smoke lyrics, on the water dead. lyrics. He torpedoed the show and in the, the afternoon. afternoon. <laughs> this is a, I, I like Gordon actually. I do too. Except for that. Do I have to punch you? Jayhawks, eleven o'clock tomorrow. What? What? Who's got the most on the line tomorrow? It's not K State. Let me let me do the easy lifting for you. Yeah. It's not yeah. them. Well, well, they have a lot on the line. Well, they have a lot on the line. If they lose, it's yeah, it's not a disaster. Good. But they've won their home games this year by a like forty-five to seven. Yeah. I think is the I, average I that. score. Look, if they lose, they lose a lot. Yeah. But they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose. So. I would KU, say Missouri, I think? would say that Mizzou has the most. Yeah, I think so too because it's harder to get to seven and two in the Big Twelve or in the uh, SEC than it is in the and Big also, Twelve. And the Big Twelve is going to get, I think, easier. And also, so the KU figures to be back in the spot with less effort. And Eli Drinkwitz is further along in his program. This is his first really good season. You know, as I had a couple of middling ones. This is his first. Well, it has. He's the, at three. It That's has all the, he's done. It has the potential. Ones to be a, a better than that season but it also has a real potential for to fizzle it could but you, you got him going 0 and 3 no no being I, seven don't. And five? I don't that's still a new career high right. but that man. would but that would be be a major dud after that would seven be a major dud well i think seven and, one and these three games are all they're all potentially losable but if you're a team that fancies yourself making another step forward, then you're supposed to win them. Because two of them are at home, and one is Arkansas, and they're yeah. a losing team. To, to your point about how it would be viewed if they would like even just go one and two, right, and finish up eight and four, which I think everybody would have said, oh yeah, you know, that's, that's a hell of a season coming into the year. Think about where Dion is at Colorado. This week he was answering, he answered, he had to field the question, is play calling? Are you going to change the play caller? And he's like, I'm not, I'm not even going there. Like whatever, like he's now gotten combative with his own media. When he was the toast of the toast nation. of the entire country, and this team was terrible, and is right where they ought to be. Just nobody understood that TCU was kind of a charm season last year and lost a lot, mm-hmm. and wasn't that good. And then they beat Colorado State, who sucks. <laughs> 
and they barely beat them because I watch Colorado State on the late game on CBS Network on Saturday nights, and they're always like giving it a gutty effort to come back from thirteen down against some other five hundred club. They're like three and six. Oh, they or produce. Three and they seven. produce maybe one of the best bad beats or worst. Oh, bad yeah, they beats. came back and, and stole a game down <laughs> uh, against Boise. That's all they got this year. Is they came back on Boise, um, but. And, and and like the fan, they're like like basically he's become a boob. It's like no 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 no. They won a few games. It's you, you got excited because they beat bad teams, and you just didn't know that they were bad. Because I think I think if people it, it, who viewed it, them thought that they could win like one game this year, yeah. Yeah, well, we had no two. idea what happens when you jettison sixty players, right? I don't know. You usually don't win a lot of games. I'm guessing, but but my point is. Yes, I think your your point about Mizzou, like he does need to, you know, take at least two out of three, yeah, and get home nine yes. and three yes. at this point, just because eight and four they'd be fine. They're not, fi- and we're not talking about firing him, but just to keep the good times going. Everybody likes him, some Eli now. Eli's our guy, right? You know, you know, and I think that's great. I think programs should have a love affair with their coach, and we'd have pockets of that with Gary Pinkle, even Gary Pinkle. Then you have a bad year. Oh, man, Pinkle. You know, the ones that had decided. Because I think when somebody's out on you, and I don't know that anybody was out, even with his third straight 500-ish year last year. I don't know that anyone was out. But I always felt like the people got a couple of times where they were out with Pinkle. And then he'd win, and they'd just shut up. They weren't in. They would yeah, just be just... quiet. And then when he'd have kind of a down year, here they'd come. Mm-hmm. Right, because Pinkle, I don't think you want like to get there if you're Pinkle, drinking. You know, like now we know, now we know the post yeah. coach Pinkle, who you know rides a motorcycle and does charitable endeavors and everything. There wasn't much to like about Gary Pinkle besides winning, other than the fact that he came on the radio every single week <laughs> in whatever town wanted to put him on in the state of Missouri. Like he was like that was there was a lot to like. I always admired Gary Pinkle. But I was I mean, always ready to talk Mizzou, and I don't understand how that program doesn't. But, I mean, he came out of the box. You know, he, he even got into on-mic scraps with Chris Gervino, the nicest man on the planet. You know, so, I mean, I think he threw him under the bus on a couple of occasions. So he Frank he, Martin threw Stan Weber under the bus. <laughs> Ever heard of that, Stan? Ever heard of that, Stan? <laughs> no, he didn't throw him under yeah, the bus. Well, he, was, he was angry <laughs> with his own team. Yeah, he was pissed about was, that. Stan, was, <laughs> Stan just happened to be there. Stan, Stan was just there, but just but, the way he said it was good. I have heard of that, no, actually. You're just saying, I mean, now, you know, Eli Drinkwitz, Drinkwitz tosses out these aphorisms and everything, and, you know, he's got the, his country sayings. And so, uh, I mean, he, there, there are but things. But this is the first time he's had expectations. Right. And he's created them in season. They weren't there before the season started, because no. everywhere I turned, everybody was picking them at 500. And he's created expectations now, and that's where, that's like Dion created expectations in Colorado, mm-hmm. and Gary Pinkle had expectations. And when they well, weren't met, even if they were built by him, people got pissed. And he's now going to enter a new period where people expect things. Because I think Drinkwitz was on the cusp of being having people want him. I mean, this season was the one that defined, was going to define whether people were going to just be off the ship. You know, I agree. Maybe they they had, but I don't think he's going to get fired. They, no, I, I don't, don't think they gave him. I don't think I, they were going to write a thirty-six yeah. million dollar check. No, I don't think he was going to get but fired. But I think coming either. in, this is the year. He, 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 I, I will make a decision: can he or can't he? And uh, either direction. Yeah. And right now, it's looking like he can. But if he went six and six again, I was ready to say publicly, he ain't doing it. Yeah, because it ain't it, then it would have been he's just Barry Barry Odom yes. with, with country sayings, right? <laughs> so.
Yeah. Hey, it, it, let's say he finishes this year. Let's say he runs the table and he goes ten and two. Oh. Was he the top candidate for Michigan State? Uh, I wouldn't think. I think they might. He might be a couple three down the list because behind who? Because of, I'm just curious. Who, who would it be? Uh, I don't think. By the way, let me be clear. I don't think. I don't think he's going to go to Michigan State. I think he's smart enough to know that the, that job sucks. Right. And it's not necessarily better than what I got here at Mizzou. Well, I, I'm off the top of my head, but, I probably can't come up with a couple. All I'm saying is he, he hasn't been a head coach for a long, that five, long. It was five years, and, right. but he would have had a 10-win season, what, a 11-win, 11-1 at App State, and he would now have built Mizzou. Right. Into a 10-win team. And then a chance to go 11-2 and in a bowl game. Like, that's... All of a sudden, that resume in one year, now it looks like the, the 500, 500, 500 was building. By the way, he kept making bowl games in those years, too. So it wasn't just you know, on the outside, even though he was two games below 500 coming into this year. It, it looks real different. And have a, have a better resume than Mel Tucker. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's better than what Mel Tucker did to get the Michigan State job. But I'll, but I'll say this. To me, if you're Mizzou... You've gone from, I'm not sure this guy's good enough to be my coach, to, I really hope Mac Brown doesn't retire. Because what if North Carolina comes open? Right. Yeah. Like, I, I saw that on game day. I don't know how they haven't won a championship there. Like, they're, they look, that's SEC, the way they roll around there and the way they are on campus. I mean, they that is a big-ass campus, first of all. Or, and they're everywhere on game day. And they were playing Virginia, who sucked. Now they lost that day. But I, I was quite impressed when I was there six hours before the game was going to kick, and it was bumping. Like, I, that's a job that I would like to take if I'm a coach, because and I don't also, think the expectations are are what they are at Clemson, Florida State, in your own league. But I think you've got every resource you could possibly want. You're right in the middle of a population base. All kinds of good players. Cool sweetest, uniforms. Sweetest uniforms. I was going to say that. Really cool football uniforms. I mean, like, I, like if that job comes open, I, I, like you, you in a matter of three months went from, I don't know if this guy's good enough to coach my team, to... Damn, we just lost. What the hell? And he's certainly shown that he will up and take a job. Mm-hmm. You know where Eli Drinkwitz was born? Yeah, Mizzou is a big step up. Oh, yeah. Oh, from, sure. I don't, I don't begrudge him, but I'm just from saying. From App State. But you could, you, so, North a, Carolina a diff- could be perceived as a lateral move. A, a di- I don't think it is. A, but. Different, a different person might have said, you know, I've only been here one year. They gave me a chance. Yeah. I can't do it right now. But he, he said, yep, yep. Yeah. You know where he was born? Somewhere in North Carolina. Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's wow. born there, but it's like... I don't know. I, th- I think he's pretty... Car- poor, he's poor, more of a Carolina guy, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. Where, where did he go to high school? Look that up. Uh, what to... Let me see. Chapel Hill High School. <laughs> moved to... Oh, he, he moved to Alma, Arkansas. He was one, so he didn't really have Oklahoma background. Okay, and then Arkansas and guy. so when did he get to? I thought he was a North Carolina guy. Am I missing the boat here? Went to Alma, Arkansas. Went to um, Springdale High School, Auburn. Auburn in 2010 oh, was wow. his first college job. No, but where did he go? Grow up? Arkansas. Went to Alma High School, and then it, and was what is Alma High School? Uh, oh, that was that Alma, Arkansas. So he's not a North Carolina guy. Mm-mm, I thought he was too. No, well, has, shut up. Because he, he sounds like Roy Williams. Well, how the hell did he Arkansas does, not like land him? I have no idea. Yeah, he went to he went to Arkansas. Went to college, Arkansas Tech. 
came out and went back to... Well, why did I have it in my head he was no a idea. North Carolina guy? It sounds like Roy Williams. It sounds like Roy Williams a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. worked it at, it was App State. Maybe he picked it up when he was in App State. But I, in that I, area, honestly, but. there's not very often that I sit here that something comes up in sports and I go, well, I'm stunned. Yeah, like I am stunned. Arkansas He's State, not from North Boise State. He did work uh, three seasons as uh, at OC State. At NC State, and then, and then at State. State. So maybe that's where he picked up his. He thought this sounds kind of cool. I'll keep doing this. He went. He went to uh, uh, Brian he, Kelly. Yeah, you, you, you get him. You get him alone. He's got a British accent. <laughs> oh, this offense is foul. Well, I mean, he grew up in Arkansas. So yeah, it's not true. like crap. Well, I'll back off on the North Carolina <laughs> being the dream job. Just then variations of italics. Yes, but I, I I think North Carolina is a great job. But oh yeah, oh I do too. But I. I you know, and I can see why the state would want him, but it's not home. So <laughs> I'll, I'll shut up about that one. Uh, let's take a break. Danny Klinkskill's with us. Little Danny Unleashed. It's brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. Uh, no payment collected until you're 100% satisfied. Inspections, estimates, they're always free, whether it's your home or your business. Uh, gutters, insulation, yes, Easton Roofing does it all. Call 913-257-5426. See them online at EastonRoofing.com. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. Hey, Kansas City, Joe Spiker, Easton Roofing here. Are you a commercial building owner or a property manager? Are you tired of dealing with old school institutional roofers that care more about their schedule than customer service? When you call Easton Roofing to look at your commercial property, you will get an inspection quick and receive a full roof report in your inbox within days. This report spells out in terms you'll easily understand what the issues are with your roof, along with multiple possible solutions. We are certified with Elevate, Firestone, Carlisle, Geico, GAF, and many more commercial manufacturers. Concerned about warranty? How about a 25-year no-dollar limit warranty on your roof? Backed by the manufacturer that comes with a manufacturer's certified final inspection. When we take on a project, we work with you to make sure the project goes smooth with parking plans, tenant relations, safety concerns, and noise and odor reduction. Don't be intimidated by your roof issues. Let Easton Roofing make it easy for you. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. The clink is here. That means he's brought to you by Easton Roofing. Danny Unleashed proudly brought to you by Easton Roofing, the absolute best when it comes to uh, your roof, whether it's your home or your business. Uh, Easton Roofing has you covered, getting you back to life, getting you back to business faster. Uh, integrity matters at Easton Roofing. That's why if all you need is a repair, that's all you'll get. Uh, recycling wherever they can recycle and, of course, giving back to the community in a lot of ways. Easton Roofing uh, now has partnered with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Joe has always worked very closely with Big Brothers Big Sisters, now a portion of every job Easton Roofing does goes to Big Brothers Big Sisters. Great Kansas City company. That's what Easton Roofing is. Find them online at EastonRoofing.com. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Are it's they going to get the 10 game, wins? Well, they have a chance, too, and it would be an impressive, you know, because Tech, I think Tech's a salty opponent. That's dangerous to, to, tomorrow at 11 o'clock. But what a absolutely great win last week. I mean, this is a win that, to me, it was just another Really big step forward, and not just because I thought that they winning were, in a letdown situation, right? And that's not easy. And a difficult place, and Iowa State had found themselves. They were tied for first. They had a lot of goals on the line, and Kansas you know, won without a running game, which you know they, they've been able to run all the time against anyone, with anyone, injuries, whatever, and they couldn't run it at all. And Jason Bean stepped up and made plays and. 
They played good defense. They played excellent defense. You know, credit to Iowa State for nosing back into the game, but that was Kansas all day long. That was really impressive, really impressive. But I think that tomorrow is even more of a letdown p- potential for them, I think. 11 o'clock game, K-State on the horizon. You just won two huge games, and Texas Tech has a losing record. Now, I think the program probably isn't in a place yet where the players are sitting there going, oh, yeah, we get, we get this figured out. So I think that's an advantage for Kansas to avoid a letdown, and Tech's probably better than their record. So it, it should be an interesting game. That's one of the elements you, you kind of mentioned. It's Last week, everyone was getting new to be on lookout for the letdown and, and did last week. Okay, we're good, as you just said. Okay, we're good. Then the second letdown comes when you aren't expecting it. But I, I, I tend to lean the other direction. I, I think they, I, probably, they got it figured out, and I, thought, I don't think they'll let down again. I didn't think last week was really a, a letdown situation. because not. It was a great win Why? against Oklahoma, but they had to go on the road. I think when there's the, the, the when, road when you have helps. the fear factor of, you know, we better show up or they can kick us. I, I, so, that, they just beat Oklahoma. Yeah, right, I, I, but they're playing on the road. I think I, home. I think home's more of a letdown. I, I think you're diminishing what they did. No, I'm not diminishing it at all. I think it was a, I, I think it was an absolutely way more significant victory than most people are even giving them credit for. Well, I think a, that was. I think it was a huge well, I think statement tech, win on the road. I think the Tech game's big too because it's yeah, a trap. Sure. If you think Iowa, if, oh, it was. If, it if it they is. were up because Iowa State meant something, mm-hmm. okay, fine. Then this is a letdown yes. situation yep. and a look ahead. Yes, so it makes it the ultimate Very trap big. situation. Uh, uh, yeah, that's why I think it's even more of a trap situation. Even if you thought it was one last week, just because it's at home, the eleven o'clock game, etc. I think always favors the road team and. And text better than their record. So, uh, but they've they've got a great opportunity. They've got this at home. They've got Kansas State, which you know probably is going to roll tomorrow and be a, a ranked team and you know team that's been killing you for years. And so that would be another impressive win. And then at Cincinnati, which now there there'd be <laughs> there'd be a letdown potential game right yeah. there but uh i i'm i couldn't be more impressed with that the jayhawks did last week and they they also have the chance to do something very special this year yeah no it's uh it's it's a great year of college football sure in these is. Parts. I mean, sure that's, is that's for sure you can't you can't sure I mean, wouldn't it be great two 10 win teams <laughs> yes and a nine win k-state can still be nine and three yep pretty impressive that's cool danny you're the man we appreciate it bud thank you we hope you enjoyed the latest Danny Klingscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Come back soon for something fresh and new. This podcast was made possible by our great sponsors like Easton Roofing, where integrity matters. Joe Spiker and his team are the best in the business for all your roofing needs. Handle with honesty and craftsmanship. Visit them at eastonroofing.com.